0: Welcome to East Coast Office Hours, Fan Friday afternoon podcast coming at you from Brooklyn. I'm Merit Kane. joining me as always is Danielle Riendo. Hi, Danielle. Hi, I'm coming at you from Brooklyn as well. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, it's Friday and uh, it's been a long week and yeah. it's going to be a long weekend. Not, yeah. not the good kind. Um, <laughs> right. But... Um, yeah, we're just reviving. Uh, we were talking about soda before we started recording, and yeah. uh, I.
1: Now, how did this come about? This how is a how did this come thing. Up?
0: How Moxie? did Well, okay. I'll, let me retrace my steps for you. Let me do sort of like um, what was that game that did this? Uh, the Frogwares one. Um, oh, the like Sherlock Holmesy thing. The Sherlock Holmesy thing. Um, it, no, not Oprah Din. It was a Cthulhu. Um,
1: oh, yeah, yeah, Sinking City.
0: Sinking City, where you had yeah. to sort of recreate the crime scene and stuff. Let me recreate the crime scene of how we started talking about soda. Uh, this morning, John said that something, described something as hokum, and then we started talking about the a, t- a tier list of, like, the best old-timey slang, uh, which led me to discover that hokum is apparently a genre of blues that grew out of minstrel shows, so a complex oh, history no. there. Um, yeah. But sort of sort of, uh, reinforced my belief that basically any sort of old-timey-sounding white slang in America ha- like has its roots in some kind of race thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Some kind of racist thing, mainly. Um, but then I was thinking about it, and I was like, well, Moxie isn't, because Moxie, the term Moxie comes from the soda moxie which is frankly insane like that's that's, you would think oh it's a soda called moxie they named it that because it gives you moxie okay i see how that could work but in fact that is not the case um the soda was named allegedly after the inventor's friend who like discovered the herb that was in it or something (laughs) at a lieutenant moxie or something like that and then the term evolves out of it which is like if pepsi became a generic noun and people went around saying like i like your pepsi
1: (laughs) you got pepsi kid
0: (laughs) that's which is wild and that's how we got to soda and then we were talking about moxie in the slack and john told me that it's disgusting and it tastes like uh and i quote root beer got skimmed out of a toilet so uh moxie on blast um for those who have not had it and don't know what the fuck i'm talking about um Moxie is a. It's a soda. It was one of the first mass-produced sodas in oh, the U.S. Okay. And uh, of course, it was. It originated as a patent medicine called Moxie Nerve Food because every oh, medicine phew. in the 1800s was for your nerves. Um,
1: I, I just like that it's not Moxie Nerve Medicine. It's Moxie Nerve Food. Nerve like food. it feeds your nerves instead of calms them.
0: It's effective against softening of the brain. Hmm. Um. And. Uh, then it became beverage moxie nerve food which is the worst name for anything <laughs> um name. and uh it's like an herb soda like it it tastes like medicinal kind of is the only way I can describe it mm-hmm. um and there's a child in like a a pharmacist's coat pointing out at you it says drink moxie <laughs> um yeah uh, and uh, yeah, it's mainly in the in New England, but I've sure. only ever had it on the West Coast in Seattle. Huh. I've never seen it ever again since then. Have you ever had it?
1: I don't think I've ever. had I'm not a soda person, so it's not that rare. Right. But like, I I don't think I've ever had it. I am a seltzer person, and it's completely my partner's fault. But right? I'm not a soda person. I'm
0: not saying. a soda person either anymore. At some point. I think I would say it was about four or five years ago. I just kind of stopped drinking soda. Um, and I did just sort of replace it with seltzer.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I don't know if there's any real reason. I think I felt like I was maybe eating a lot of sugar and just wanted to find ways to to make that a little easier for me.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: and mostly I think I wasn't looking for the sugar so much as I was the sort of like. I like a drink to have a little. Um, what's the term? carbonation um, yeah carbonation but um a little like uh you know when you're playing a game and like the yeah. game feel is like yeah the, the friction 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 i like a drink to, ha- to give a have a little friction oh when you drink it you know
1: yeah a um, little texture in
0: there yeah. a little texture a little a little friction um and uh i find seltzer does that for me just fine but uh I uh, I was telling John about another soda called Brio which okay. I realized okay. in describing it to him is only exists in Canada <laughs> um which is very strange to me but it's just a version of a chinotto which okay. is really popular okay. in Italy which is also kind of this like herbal taste um it's made from uh this citrus that uh if you've ever had a um uh god, what's the, the drink called? Uh, campari? Oh
1: sure sure, yeah.
0: Uh it's the same herb or it's the same fruit, I should say.
1: Okay. That so, makes sense. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so a Kinoto soda is basically just like a non-alcoholic campari okay uh, which is good i think
1: yeah I, I like a nice campari it's a little bittersweet
0: it's uh a little bittersweet yeah a
1: little clovey but in a little bittersweet if if i'm remembering i like correctly. i
0: like a yeah, yeah yeah i like a medicinal kind of drink yeah, you know I you you, you make a negroni or you make an americano huh um which is a very confusing name it really is
1: Yeah, it's super You
0: can't ask for that basically anywhere. But (laughs) an Americano is the name of a cocktail as well as a coffee.
1: Yeah, it sure is. And it also, I don't know where the etymology comes from of why that's called Americano. But,
0: Uh, (sighs) yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, Uh But uh, what are... What are some of the, the stranger sodas that you've had in your time? Can you, th- can you think of any or? Oh, wow. <sighs> because for me, when yeah, I used please. to drink soda more, one of the most interesting things about going to another place was yeah. seeing all the kinds of weird soda they have. And this goes back to when I was a child and we would come to the States and i would get cherry coke because mm-hmm. that didn't exist in canada at the time that's how deprived we were oh you didn't have cherry um, coke in the we 90s we didn't have we didn't have cherry coke in the 90s oh wow um so we whenever we would come down and go to like a I'm trying to think of like a um mid-tier uh fast casual kind of place that we would be at <laughs> like a um,
1: uh, I'm trying to think of, like, a good one. Like I don't a know, red like an robin.
0: <laughs> like an olive garden, like a sure. red robin. Yeah. But le- less ethnic than the olive garden, probably. <laughs> um, God. But okay, We definitely the, the did go to the olive garden. The less ethnic <laughs> than the olive garden. <laughs> right. That sort of gives you a sense of, like, where we were working <laughs> with or what we were. Sure. Our vibe uh, was. Um, I don't think we ever went to a red robin, but we went to, like, a... Uh, you know places like that. Yeah, like not an Applebee's. I feel like we went to Chilious? all the ones that like don't exist anymore. Okay, like, okay, or that the lesser kind of ones that were like crushed. Yeah, Rocker. No, I think Fuddruckers was too like chaotic. Benigan sounds right. That ben- sounds agains. like something. Oh um, God, that sounds yeah like a grill and tavern kind of thing. You know? Okay, okay. And I would always get a cherry coke. Yeah, or yeah. sometimes I would get a Shirley Temple, <gasps> which is like, yes. which is a delicious treat for a child. Um, I got those of,
1: basically exclusively when I was a child. Like, that was the only soda I wanted. Yeah. When I, a child. when I went to a restaurant, I wanted a Shirley Temple with extra cherries. And they usually didn't skimp oh, yeah. on it because I was such an adorable, you know, little fart knocker. I would just, be like, Can I have extra cherries, please. And I would just be like, <laughs> Yes, you little Muppet. You sound like a (laughs) I had a a really scratchy voice as a kid. (laughs) This is real. I had like extreme New England accent and I was like I was a very cute child. I would just I was just like very cute, very like uh, expressive little child, but I had a very scratchy voice. So I would just be like, hi everybody! (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I'm going to need to provide proof of this. And I'm sure I have like videotapes from 1986 that will prove every part of this. But yeah, I was was an interesting Muppet,
0: you know? Have you ever had a Roy Rogers? Because that is basically a Shirley Temple, but with Coke instead of ginger ale. I don't think I have. I haven't. I haven't. Um, But yeah, that was like... Oh, the, the, like the grenadine is what made it good. You really just wanted the grenadine. You just
1: wanted the syrup. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. You wanted the syrup. <laughs> and you wanted the cherries. And um, I would always get that at, um, we would go to this place called um, what Sh- Swiss Chalet. Okay. Swiss Chalet, which was a, uh, I think it still exists. Yeah. It's like a casual dining place. Um, and uh, they just, it was like a chicken place, basically. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah. um their thing was that they would always uh if you if a kid got a drink and they gave you a little cherry they would put a little plastic sword through it yes i love that and then they would give you you got to go to this like magical like treasure chest box thing and like get a toy um and also they had this this sauce this like Swiss chalet sauce that, like, I don't know what was fucking in it, but it was, like, (laughs) one of the best things I've ever had in my life. (laughs) And just, like, dunking the fries in it, I just, now I want it. Now I'm just, like,
1: yeah. What was the flavor profile? Maybe we can break this down. Maybe we can figure it out.
0: It was, like, a... It was almost like a barbecue sauce, but, like, more herby and, like, without the sweetness to it mm. okay okay
1: maybe they put a little like italian dressing and some barbecue sauce
0: it's possible apparently there are takes on a uh, online i found a very recent take <laughs> which says like shelly <laughs> sauce is not good and the world needs to know <laughs> um but what? it was such a weird theming like it was just like uh it wasn't Swiss like at all it had nothing to do with that it was just like a weird little like fake cottage that served chicken (laughs) and uh it's the same company
1: like Uh, you'd get a big ass platter and like everybody shares it no
0: not really you'd get like a quarter chicken Mm. or like a half a chicken or something my mouth is like just watering now looking at pictures of this stuff and i need to find out if it's vegetarian because it's just i mean sauce typically is but i guess it it feels it was kind of like a gravy too right right, okay yeah so it does have chicken bouillon in it but i guess you could probably just put veggie bouillon
1: yeah that usually is a pretty good substitute honestly yeah i think so anyway we had a place called wright's farm Uh, In Rhode Island? I don't even know. You know, it may have actually been in Massachusetts. I live near the border, and you can also go to, like, 12 states in a day in New England, so it's fine. Um, That had, like, family-style chicken. It was, like, the chicken place. We would call it the chicken place. Like, I think it was actually called Wright's Farm, but we called it the chicken place. And it had giant family-style servings of, like, everything. It was, like, chicken, fries, some sort of vegetable that I don't even remember, uh, and, like, pasta. Like, pasta with marinara sauce in huh. just vats of this stuff. And I remember it being so good. And clearly, my parents enjoyed going because we went a couple of times a year at least. And it was also, like, the place where the softball league had its, like, banquet. <laughs> like, with awards and things like that. So this is also, like, oh, the venue for all these cool things when you were a kid. And it had a gift shop that had... I'm sure this is, like, just a gift shop thing, but it had, like, gross novelties, like, you know, a pig keychain that, like, had, like, a jelly bean poop. And also, like, a listening station for nature sounds and, like, nature music and things like that. And also fake crystals and all kinds of stuff.
0: That sounds great.
1: It was... So good. So you'd, like, wait in the gift shop and play with all the crappy novelties and listen to the sounds of nature and feel very new age. Because in 1993, this was extremely exciting for me as a nine-year-old. And then go, like, eat a lot of chicken and fries and pasta, which, Mm -hmm. yeah. And maybe get an award for your softball team. Uh, So, yeah. Chicken place. The chicken place. I don't eat chicken anymore. I haven't in, like, 20-plus years, but still. The chicken place holds fond memories, I must say.
0: That sounds great.
1: <sighs> I, you know, I I feel bad not having any adventurous soda stories uh, other than, did you do this as a kid? Did you ever make like a death soda? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, what's it called? Swamp? Uh, swamp mix or something
1: right i think i feel like this is one of those things there's many names for but it would just be
0: like
1: all the you just put gross things in the cup of soda at a restaurant like nothing actually discussed like there was no like actual foul substances but it would be like ketchup and salt oh god wait
0: no what is that that's nothing
1: you're making a death soda
0: no swamp water is just (laughs) you mix all the kinds of soda oh that's much nicer (laughs) It's like the the, <laughs> yeah. That's wow.
1: The death soda was like you just put lots of gro- like mildly gross. I don't want to like. You're just describing
0: a children's version of King Cup.
1: That's all it is, exactly. And it would never be anything actually dangerous or gross, and it would just taste gross. And it wasn't. it was never going to harm anyone. But it was like the thing you dared your friend to drink it, and you'd be like, "I put salt and ketchup in the soda," and then that was like a whole game to play wow can't say that this was like a a routine hobby but I remember it happening at least a few times usually among the more rambunctious children at Mm -hmm. the table and I won't name names um because none of them are listening to this podcast so it's fine but it's I like listeners at least two of you have done this or have seen this happen and and so yeah yes definitely <laughs> but like okay <laughs> you said it's swamp soda when you just mix all the kinds of sodas
0: uh there's a lot of different names for it for it okay. i think like suicide gas or like oh god suicide mix or like oh my, oh my god swamp water, <laughs> swamp water or uh yeah Jardos is the that, that he called it suicide um gosh gotcha.
1: Well, when we were children, we, yeah, we didn't always use the, the best terms for things. But, yeah, it's. All right. Yeah, I guess that maybe that's part of where the death, like, it was death soda for us, I think.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh,
1: but, yeah, is this, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Kids are weird. I I, like, had a long conversation with my oldest friend yesterday, or one of my oldest friends, who I've known since kindergarten. And, like, we call each other on our birthdays every mm-hmm. year, and she has an August birthday, and I have a February birthday, so it's, like, perfectly uh, every six months. But then we we play phone tag for, like, two months on each end, so it's, mm-hmm. it, you know, it, it works out. And we talked about guts for, like, half an hour last night. Like, it was it was magical. The television program? Yeah. It, we talked about how we used to train for guts, like, in our backyards. Like, we would set up the activities we would time each other doing like running and obstacle courses and it was like our dream to be on guts and she would be purple and i would be blue and we would win. <laughs> <laughs> and it just is taking me back i'm really like back in the 90s today after that conversation so i'm really feeling it i i don't know if you watched guts or had guts
0: in your, we uh, in your we did have TV. guts. Yeah, okay. okay. I watched That's it. Right. Um we uh Guts was I feel like I must have talked about this at some point on the show or on one of our shows, but yeah. Guts was definitely the source of uh some schoolyard lies. Uh oh. or the, the I should say the fodder for some schoolyard lies and tall tales <sighs> when I was growing up, because definitely at least one of my friends claimed that she had been on guts and won a piece of that radical rock and um when we asked to see it she said no she said she couldn't uh because (laughs) her mom wouldn't let her take it to school and we couldn't go over to see it because it was kept in a locked room Uh, so so there was no way of, of verifying this we just had to take her word for it you know those little lies that kids tell just For no reason, just to sort of test the bounds of truth and reality.
1: I just, like, I just want to know the extent to which she did this lie. Like, did she talk about the specific competitions, like, running on the obstacle course and swimming or whatever the fuck? Like, there were many different
0: games. Uh, Yeah, I don't remember the specifics. um, Right, right. But, uh... Just had definitely claimed that uh that she had climbed because that was the ending, right? As you had to climb up the aggro the
1: crack. The Crag. Yeah. It was a race to the
0: top. Uh it was. Yeah. yeah. Uh so she won that for sure. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> that makes me really happy. Was this girl like an athlete? Uh
0: she might have been a horse girl, actually.
1: Oh wow
0: she might have been a horse girl now that i think about it um you know what i wish i could remember who it was because <laughs> yeah because definitely i i'm mutuals with someone that was in my class at that time who now is like this wicked cool like uh, drug activist. Um, nice. yeah. who look like, it's fun when you like meet someone on Twitter, like 20 years after you like less on them and like, they're actually dope as hell. And it's like, yeah. Oh cool. I expected pretty much everyone I knew to just be pieces of shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's my bias, I guess. But, yeah. um, and I feel like it, I don't want to name names cause it might've been her. <gasps> and I'm sure if I, if it was, and I asked her now, she would say that she never did. But, uh, It might not have been. It might have been someone else. So uh, I feel like I need to track. I need need to track this down. I need to do some some digging, you know?
1: Yeah, Uh, I am. It would be the greatest thing on Earth if she was a horse girl and she wasn't lying. (laughs) That She actually fucking like and that she competed in like a horse T-shirt like she had like a little horse tail on or something and like Um. made the guts people make an exception the safety exceptions like yes I'll wear the helmet and all the knee pads to run around on a rubber mat for safety but I also need like a horse tail and or like some sort of horse you know accoutrement to like make sure the horse girl was represented and then that she actually won that she actually has a piece of the aggregate Craig in a locked basement in her house
0: yeah uh, that's
1: the least likely scenario um it's the
0: most beautiful but it's the scenario. most beautiful
1: yeah it really it truly is the most beautiful scenario oh uh, not to belabor this, but I, I am slightly interested. How many horse girls did you have, like, around you growing up? Did you have, like, a lot? Oh, did you just kind of know one um, or two?
0: I knew a few. Okay. Like, um, definitely one of my cousins was for a while growing up. Like, she did actually, like, ride horses and stuff. Okay. And I, I thought that was really cool. Um, And then also she was really into – she she was into, like, alt-rock and, like, um, uh, Invader Zim and all that stuff that I didn't really know about. Like, she was into, like, alternative comics and, like, cool rock music and stuff, like Marilyn Manson. And I was like, damn, you're, like, the coolest person in the whole world. This is crazy. (laughs) How are you so cool? Um, So – Definitely. Yeah. I, I was exposed to some horse girls. And then I think I also went to school with like, um, despite not coming from a very wealthy family, mm-hmm. I uh, ended up going to uh, a school that was in like a fairly wealthy area. So mm-hmm. I definitely was around some, some like horse people, horse girls, gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. people of horse experience. Yeah, yeah. People Equ- who are once horse. Equestrian folks, I suppose.
1: Equ-
0: equestrians.
1: Equ- equestrians.
0: Equestrians. Equestrians. Oh, that's yeah. the name for people who are horses, but are just sort of observing humanity. Um, right. In their people. Uh, robots. What am I?
1: You know, I this like is this, not, This isn't
0: really anything, but I do like the image of horses. I do uh, Sort of... Watching and waiting. Well,
1: because then they're riding the humans, right? Like it's a perfect.
0: They're piloting. Yeah. Yeah. Get, yeah. They're piloting yeah. the the human robot body to yeah, so observe us and gather more data. Why haven't they put a horse brain into a human body?
1: I truly don't know.
0: Because it would be fucking horrible. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so here's Asked and the thing that. I don't understand
0: because Please, I don't understand tell me. a lot of
1: things about the brain.
0: But it's like a when complicated I was young, muscle—we don't know anything. It, it about is,
1: it. it is. But it, it sits in a bath, like it's—it's okay. it's, it's literally in like a little bath up there, right? sure, uh, of uh, cerebrospinal fluid
0: chemicals. Yeah. But it doesn't
1: have like the way I thought of this when I was young was that it was an organ like many other organs were attached to other organs. Like there are little, you know, tubes attaching. Sure, like blood
0: vessels?
1: Well, there are a lot of blood vessels in the brain. But what I always had a hard time understanding was that it's like a little castle in a moat, but in three dimensions, right?
0: Okay, sure.
1: So how the fuck does it kind of stay in one place is always been my question in life. And my, my very big neuroscience question is like, if it's kind of swimming around up there. Yeah. And my dog is very upset about this image. So maybe I should stop uh, talking about <laughs> <laughs> How does it say in one place? My big question uh, That's to all the neuroscientists. A great here,
0: question. Doesn't it have to yeah. do with the pressure it of the does. fluid?
1: It probably does. And also the fact that it's not like a giant moat of fluid. Like it's No, not that I
0: mean, big. I don't think it's that biggest. I don't think it's kind of like rattling around.
1: Right. It's not really like swimming around. I just think of it that way because it's, it, it is literally like suspended a bit in the fluid. But that doesn't mean it's like a little guy in a big pool. <laughs> it's just...
0: It's really disturbing. To think yeah. About too much. Uh. I mean... Listen, I'm so sorry. That no I've one knows. <laughs> no one knows how this works. It's just we're all just sort of we're all just sort of making it up as we go along.
1: <laughs> we kind of are. <laughs> we kind of are. Really, we we kind of are. There is science and there are scientists, but everything's, you know, there's still a lot of things. There are up scientists. Up in the
0: no one can dispute that.
1: And they do science. They use the scientific method to do science. Uh, so that's that's good. They've uh, got and your a brain method. Isn't swimming.
0: It's a great method. <laughs> the brain isn't swimming.
1: It's, it's, not, it's just, not swimming. These it's are just things suspended. that we know.
0: These are things that we know. Yeah, uh, it's, it's in suspended there. in time. Yep. Um.
1: Uh. Speaking of suspended in time, uh <laughs> Merritt, have you worked on anything especially exciting this week?
0: Ah. Uh, I mean statistically, yes. <laughs> Let me just bring up my my list of things. Statistically
1: it happened.
0: St- at least one statistically once. someone did something this week. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, you know, uh, I'm happy to have Gretchen back, Gretchen Felker Martin, yeah, a uh, friend of the site, back on the site with a review of Brandon Cronenberg's Possessor, a movie which yes, I definitely would like to see. Um yeah, and uh, it sounds really upsetting, so I'm on board for that. Apparently it has yeah. more in common with the kind of like droney sci-fi horror of the yeah. last decade or so than with uh with a lot of Cronenberg but that's cool with me because I like that stuff too um
1: I got His into a previous whole movie thing. was kind of like that as well if I remember correctly really the movie about celebrity diseases
0: yeah oh this cele- wait the celebrity disease he did that one yeah that was Brandon Cronenberg I think oh god I'm what almost was that positive. movie called that was like you could buy a disease that a celebrity had Yes. And it would be like, they kissed you and made you
1: sick. Antiviral. Like that whole...
0: Antiviral. Yes. Yeah. yeah.
1: That was really yeah. good. I love that. I think that was his debut. If I'm not, uh, his feature debut, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Uh, it was. Nice. I believe his featured debut. Oh, that's awesome. Um,
1: I'm so excited that he's, he's now making these kinds of movies. That makes me happy.
0: Yeah. That's very cool. Um, yeah that movie sounds sounds great too uh i also i got into a whole thing with a vampire and yeah i don't want to get too much into it here but it's up on the site right now it's on the front page so just go over to that that good site fanbite.com, that we all love um it there was a comment that someone left on one of our pieces and asked if you wanted to become a vampire and i do so I emailed the guy and it I, I don't know it just <laughs> got weird um it, 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 it did it started I wrote like 2,000 words about it it got weird anyway I'm gonna become a mermaid so just check me out right. in the water under the water under the sea uh what about you <laughs> what about you yeah. I mean, what have you been up to this week
1: <laughs> well I I I edited uh, a couple of sports pieces. Uh, I want to highlight one that Natalie Wiener wrote uh, just today, uh, basically about the NFL and election week, and you know, they're both a fucking mess. They're both a fucking disaster. And, you know, it was just like a really good piece about, yeah, whoever wins. (laughs) It it almost doesn't matter. Like, we're fucked. It's not great. Uh, Just like an honest angry piece about sports and about power and about the people who are in power Uh, and i really liked it i found it very cathartic uh to edit and read uh so i really i did enjoy that i'm also so this is a piece that's not up yet but it should be up by the time this episode is out Uh, but i actually wrote some impressions uh on a game that i really enjoyed although i'm not i'm only like (sighs) between a half and even like a third and a half of the way through it so i didn't feel comfortable writing like a full review, but I do have impressions ready on a game called Mobius Front 83, Mm. which is a turn-based tactics game. So very into the breachy, which we all know is like one of my favorite games of all time, Mm
0: -hmm. but
1: it is set in an alternate history, 1983. Like, and it's concerned with like very specific Reagan era tactics and technology uh and it has a a story about like an alternate history united states like almost it's not um it's not civil war in terms of what the american civil war is but it's like a if there were a 1980s civil war with alternate timelines and things of that nature so it's a really interesting game it is not probably going to replace Into the Breach as my Mm -hmm. favorite tactics game of all time, but it is a really well-designed game. And the story is very intriguing. I am not at the end yet, so I don't feel comfortable saying like, oh, it nails nails this, but it's quite a vibe. And it also comes with like part of the game, they've linked these PDFs that are like 1980s soldiers manuals for like how Mm. to camouflage yourself and how to, you know, take up, defensive positions and I found myself I'm not uh, you know someone who's ever been in the military but I found myself like reading these fascinating manuals because they have hundreds and hundreds of like kind of gorgeous illustrations like these like custom illustrations in like a very sort of cartoonish style like Mm -hmm. here's how to do camouflage with your buddy and it shows like two soldiers like intimately caressing each other's faces like making camouflage and it's a legitimate military manual like from the year I was born it's just really interesting kind of wild stuff I never really thought about so it's it's quite a thing and I uh yeah I just wrote some quick impressions of of what playing it is like and the vibe that I'm getting from it so yeah those are some things worked on this week very also, cool. uh, thank you for uh, risking your soul, by the way, uh, for that vampire story. Oh yeah, uh,
0: you know, yeah, it's a no, big risk. No problem. You know,
1: uh, and you did it for the content, which <laughs> you know, you gotta you gotta appreciate that. That's when a reporter, you know, needs to do it for the story. Then it's it's uh, inspiring for us all.
0: I mean, the story was sort of a side benefit. I was sort of just you know yeah wanted to it was research
1: yeah it was like legit research um and good luck on your mermaid uh uh research as well
0: it's pretty exciting
1: uh besides um mermaids is there anything else you'd like to discuss before we uh close up office hours for business
0: uh no i think that's it Okay. I think we good.
1: It's a a good place to end it on mermaids, you know, I think anyway. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) So with that, we're about ready to close up office hours for business. Please do. If you have a moment, rate and review our podcast. Uh, It helps us so much. If you could tell a friend, you know, tell your friend that you trained with uh, for guts or tell your friend that was a horse kid, like whatever your friend is. Uh, tell them about our podcast, because it really does help us. You can listen to all of our shows at fanbitecom slash podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at FanBite media, on Instagram at fanbyte, TikTok at fanbyte, and of course on fanbite.com. And you can watch all of our very good streams on twitch.tv slash fanbyte. Uh, and thank you, of course, as always, to Jordan Mallory for producing this show. Giving us uh, fact-checking uh, support and also uh, uh, sending us really good images a lot of the time as well because that's like that keeps me going sometimes a good image
0: yeah you know. we love a good uh, image
1: we <laughs> we truly do as a uh, <laughs> as a visual medium that is not terribly visual but I like to think we uh, show don't tell uh, in, in as many words as we can on a podcast uh, Merritt where can people find you online.
0: I am on Twitter at Mary Kay.
1: Awesome. I am on Twitter at Danielle R.I. And with that, office hours are now closed for business. Bye. Bye. Bye.